Live from Marta Christi College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at Marta. Welcome everyone live from Marta Christi College in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at Marta. My name's Alicia and my co-hosts today are Jasmine, Ruby and Lexi. Our special guest today is Monique Bast, business owner of The Lizard Wizard. Hi Monique, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, so I was just wondering, when did your passion for animals start or when did you know that you wanted to make a career out of it? Uh, I've always loved animals. I've grown up around them since I was very young. I used to have uh, pet mice and stuff when I was really young. Uh, really, when I started in VCAL, I volunteered at a local shelter, um, took in a lot of her rescue reptiles and did a bit of rescue with possums and things as well. Um, and from there, I decided um, I'm going to, these guys need to earn their keep. I'm going to do a little business out of it and show them to local kids at their parties or schools and stuff like that. So I'd say the Lizard Wizard's been running for about four years now. Um, so what made you want to start the small business? Like, was there any incentive behind it? Like, um, I am a very independent worker. I don't really like working for a boss. <laughs> so the best thing to do when you don't like working for someone else is to start your own gig. Um, so yeah, in year 12, I saw the opportunity with the senior project uh, to just start, see how I go starting a business. Um, it ended up taking off really well. Who would have thought people like animals? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I've just kept going from there. It's been awesome. I love it. Um. My name's Lexi and I was wondering what um, difficulties you had while starting the business. Um, a main difficulty is um, no matter how – VCAL is great for preparing you for real life future in the workplace, um, but it still can't prepare you enough for starting your own business. Um, learning how to manage your money, um, keeping on top of things. I'm terrible at keeping on top of my paperwork and stuff. I realise that starting a business. Um, yeah, that's been the main difficulty is just managing your finances and keeping on top of paperwork and like taxes and <laughs> having to deal with clients. Just, yeah, just boring business stuff is hard. Um, I'm Ruby. Um, what's your biggest tip for small business owners? Um, biggest tip is to... Know your audience, know your market. My main market is usually young mums, so I try to cater my advertising, my um, posts that I put on Facebook and Instagram to appeal to younger mums. I try and network a lot with my um, set sort of demographic for my business. Um, so, yeah, just knowing your market and knowing your clientele. Um, did COVID affect your business? And how? Yeah, a million percent, yeah. Um, as it affected everyone. Um, at the start, I felt really beaten down because, you know, my business is I take all of my animals to um, schools and scout groups and stuff, and the main appeal of having the animals there is you get to hold them and you get to pat them. I'm like, how can I recreate that feeling? Um, so, yeah, I felt pretty defeated for a while, and then I decided to do some online shows. So I did um, some shows over Zoom. I ended up doing about 200 of them um, Wow! and all over Australia uh, for scout groups, just for kids stuck at home for local schools and it ended up being a massive plus for my business. So in the end, COVID actually was good for me. 
do you think being a woman in your industry that has made it harder for you to start a business or people have doubted your ability to start one? Yeah, I love this question. Um, so my boyfriend, Ryan, he works for me. Um, he's just like a secondhand helper. Um, and when we rock up to shows, uh, a lot of the times, some of the parents will actually come up to Ryan first, like, hey, mate, how you going? Welcome. I'm going to show you around. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm actually the lizard wizard. Um, I'm running the show today. Ryan's just helping me carry stuff in. So, yeah, there's definitely um, people just assume because you're into animals and because you're the lizard wizard, I know it's usually it's a male thing, but they just assume that you're a dude. Um, but, no, girls can be into awesome stuff too. Is there a story behind the name Lizard Wizard? <laughs> yeah, this is my mum's doing. Um, I remember I'd come home from school for a couple of weeks during my senior project. I'm like, God, I can't think of a name. It started with just Monique's wildlife shows. Um, and then I was like, oh, I saw this awesome band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> and she's like, that's going to suit you so well. I'm like, that's so corny. <laughs> and then... <laughs> A couple of weeks later, I'm like, nothing's sticking, so that works. And people love it. I honestly don't like it that much, but it <laughs> works. <laughs> um, how many reptiles do you own? Um, so currently I have 26 reptiles. The number, it goes up and down because I do a lot of rescues. So sometimes, um, like I've recently had a little baby blue tongue pass away because um, he'd been, he had injuries that had been internal and I couldn't treat them. Um, so that was a rescue. But, yeah, most of the time we sit around 26 of our really good main healthy animals. Um, what type of certificates go into owning a business like this and handling animals like that? Um, so I have a licence called a demonstrator licence. That's the licence that you have to have in Victoria to present with wildlife. Um, so it covers me keeping a variety of species. I can keep almost any native Australian species in captivity. Um and I can present them to the public. So you can get two different licenses for reptiles. You can get a simple one where you just keep them as a private collection and mine I'm allowed to share with the public. Um, so I'm, they have records of what I'm doing just in case um, like I let a kid get bitten by a red belly black snake or something, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the main licensing I have for this business. Um, what is one of your biggest like business highlights? Um, there's been quite a lot. Um, honestly, over coronavirus, the way it took off was really inspiring. Um, and from being feeling so beaten down to doing so well was awesome. Um, I recently did my first stage show, so I had like a microphone. I was up on a stage, and that was really cool. Um, being able to come back to Marta in a couple of weeks and do sessions is going to be really exciting for me because I remember doing that in year seven. Um, so literally almost everything I do is just a win, I feel like, because I just love sharing my animals with people. Um, who's been your biggest supporter in your journey through this? Um, probably um, my dad and my boyfriend because um, Ryan works with me. Him and I have learnt a lot of this stuff together because um, we were stuck in lockdown together running this business and we had to really um, – it was just the two of us able to take care of things. We didn't have helpers or anything like that, so we had to learn a lot and we had to support each other. My dad, um, all of this is his doing. Um, he allowed me to have all of these animals. He hates snakes with a fiery passion. Um, 
but he supports me through everything. He still lets me do my thing and bring my snakes out and scare the hell out of him. <laughs> um, so yeah, probably my dad. Um, I'm Jasmine, and what would you say that was like your biggest challenge during this whole process? Um, biggest challenge, I would probably say having a, a big challenge with not so much the business but the rescue side of things is having to deal with animals that you get really close with um, passing away. And no matter how much money you spend on veterinary care and um, how much time you put into them, sometimes it's just not meant to be. Um, and that's really hard. And especially when you've got – I have a lot of kids that remember each animal that comes to the shows and sometimes I'll see kids like three times over and they ask, oh, where's this one? And they've passed away and that sucks. Um, so that's probably the hardest part, just getting close to some really beautiful animals that don't live forever. Um, what skills have you developed throughout this whole thing? Um, patience is massive. Kids are tough to deal with um, and getting into this business, I got into it for the animals and um, kids are the bigger part of it, having to um, be patient with them. You're teaching them stuff. Teaching kids is hard. Getting them to listen, <laughs> especially kinder kids. Um, yes, yeah, so my communication and patience has grown massively. Um, being able to speak in a situation like this, I remember I did my um, – when I got VCAL ducks and I went up on the stage, I didn't even have to say anything. I was just so nervous. My legs were shaking and I don't get like that anymore. I'm not shy at all. Um, and yeah, just getting better with the animals is also a massive thing. Just learning as I go. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot my question. <laughs> That's okay. Um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at MARTA, live from MARTA Christie College in Melbourne, Australia. My name's Alicia and my co-hosts today are Jasmine, Ruby and Lexi and our special guest today is Monique Bast, business owner of The Lizard Wizard. Um, I was just wondering, was there any point in time when you were creating your business that you thought, I can't do this, what am I doing, like why? Um, yeah, all the time, <laughs> especially at the start of COVID. I'm like, what is the point? There's no point to anything. Everything's shutting down. Why? How am I going to keep myself going? Um, but... I don't know. I just kept pushing through all the time. And there's been a lot of times where I've only got enough money to feed my animals and not even enough to put petrol in my car. Um, and that's really hard. But I love this job so much and I don't I don't want to give up. Um, so I just, I don't know, I don't. And I've taken on a few extra little jobs to help pay for the animals as I've gone. Like I run craft classes locally. And that helps for when the shows might slow down a little bit. Um, I've always got a bit of money there to back me up. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely lots of times where, like, God, I can't do this anymore. But it's about more than pa – it's more about passion than work for me. Um, what type of things do you teach at your shows? Um, so the main things we talk about at shows is uh, respectful handling of animals. A lot of kids – they will. We have insects at our shows as well, and a lot of kids they associate insects when they're outside, like oh, yep, snail, squish, um, or oh, spider, squish, throw it. Just completely disrespectful to the animals. Um, so we learn gentle handling, exactly what Jasmine's doing with Apollo here, the snake. Very gentle handling, allowing them to just do what they want to do. Walk between your hands, um, just feeling their scales or their skin. Um, 
just learning a little bit about where they're from, what they like to eat, um, their endangered status. Um, looks like the sugar glider I've got with me here. Their species isn't doing too well because of feral cats. Um, and we learn about what to do if you see them in the wild. Like if you see a snake, don't just go pick it up and start, you know, chuck it around your neck. Um, we usually just let them go if they're a wild snake. So just stuff like that. Do you want to tell us a bit about Apollo and like what type of snake he is? Yeah, so Apollo, um, I got him a couple of years ago from a lady. She was pregnant, um, so she replaced Apollo with a human baby. Um, so I got him, he he was about three years old. He's a full-grown snake at this size. Stimson's pythons are a very small species of python. Um so this guy, he comes to shows. He's really helpful for people that are scared of snakes because um, a lot of our pythons are really big, um, but he's a nice manageable size. So lots of um, mums <laughs> love Apollo. Um, yeah, that's he's a pretty chill dude. He's never caused me any dramas. He's just so cute and small. <laughs> yeah, people love him because he's not a big python. Yeah, he's a sweetie. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about the little sugar glider in your lap? Yeah, so this is Stardust. Um, Stardust is my oldest sugar glider. Um, he's about three years old um, and he is 150 grams, so tiny little guy. Um, I got him a couple of years ago. Um, so his owner, I'd bought a few other gliders from her. Um, she asked me if I'd take Stardust on because he was getting bullied by the other gliders because he's such a sweetie. He just lets people bully him. Or people, sugar gliders, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he lets sugar gliders bully him. So he's doing really well now and he's my, don't tell the other guys, but my favourite sugar glider. <laughs> he's just so cute. Um, do you receive any donations for food or pouches and stuff like that? Yeah, so this pouch I'm holding right here is actually from uh, an aged care village that I visit quite often. Um, the ladies there, they just, they love the sugar gliders. So they've made like 100 pouches for me and oh, it's wow. awesome. Um, I also get, um, where I can, I will go to local produce markets, uh, ask if they've got any old, um, produce that I can use for the animals. Um, some local scouts recently donated a bit of animal food to me, but mostly it's all off my own back. Um, do you have any major goals for the future for your business? Yeah. Um, I always want to expand, always trying to, um, do more sessions, learn more about the animals. I'm working on my dad to get a crocodile. That's a big goal for me. <laughs> he goes, no, Monique, we've already got enough snakes. <laughs> Crocodiles are way cooler. Um, so, yeah, just some more interesting species, um, um, more work. We're actually doing a show for a local um, indigenous group in a couple of weeks, which is going to be really exciting. We haven't done much work with um, actually people that, know these animals quite well so that's going to be really interesting um so yeah just expansion always um what type of setup do you have to have at home to be able to house all these different types of animals i have a hectic setup at home <laughs> um so in my bedroom i have um a few large cabinets with enclosures full of snakes sugar gliders i have a ferret as well because why not <laughs> um 
And then, so that's my bedroom. I've got my bed and then it's the animals. There's no personal stuff in there. Uh, and then where Jasmine usually does her placement is uh, animal room under my house. Um, and there's lots of lizards and things in their enclosures. We've also recently just built a snake room. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got three different spaces. And my back deck, I've taken over the back deck. My birds live out there now. So, yeah, it's pretty hectic. My poor parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anyone else helping you other than your boyfriend, Ryan? Um, yeah. So we have – I actually have taken on a few volunteers recently. They're homeschooling kids from around the area. Um, I have Holly and Alicia. They're absolutely awesome. Um, they come in on Thursdays. So after this, they're going to come over and we're going to – they love taking care of the little fluffy things. So <laughs> we'll um, do a bit of cleaning today. They they don't mind cleaning up poop as long as it's a cute animal um, <laughs> and we'll do a bit of feeding. I also have a, a young guy, Byron, he comes in on Mondays and he just loves to, uh, he cleans out all of the lizard enclosures and feeds my turtles. Um, so yeah, other than that, um, it's just mostly me that does the care and then Jasmine comes in on Fridays as well. Um, do you think you'll continue this for long-term reason? Yeah, yeah. I can't see myself ever living without animals even if the lizard wizard doesn't last forever um I've got turtles that are only like five years old and they can live to about 75 so I'd never give them up um, yeah. I'll try and do this business for as long as humanly possible one day maybe if I get too tired to keep dealing with kinder kids I might start a little shelter or something like what Carol's got in the hills um but yeah for the foreseeable future, I'm not going to give this up. Um, how do you come up with names for all of these reptiles? <laughs> That's an awesome question because it's really hard now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Apollo's old name was actually Cuddles. And that just wasn't gangster enough for me. <laughs> so <laughs> we changed it to Apollo because I love space and things like that. Um, Stardust, luckily he came with that name. A lot of them, I just leave their names. Um, like I recently got a snake. Um, his name was Troy. Again, it's not gangster. <laughs> so we changed it to Destroy. <laughs> and a lot of the time I'll ask the kids uh, when we're at shows, I'm like, guys, give me a name. Because I got a new blue tongue the other day. And they're all like, Bluey. I'm like, that is so boring, <laughs> guys. So um, the scout group came up with Joey. So that was cool. Um, yeah, well, the time it's just I'll ask around or we'll just add on to their original name to make it a little more me. Yeah, it, it is hard. <laughs> um, so other than the volunteers, do you have anyone that come in and like want to work for you or any job offers or anything like that? Yeah, unfortunately, I get a lot of – I feel bad. I have a lot of people that will message like, I want to work with animals so bad. I love what you're doing. Can you hire me? I'm like, nah, sorry. Like, it's hard. I only just make enough to support the animals and I – and it's – I have to put a lot of trust into the people that help um, because these guys, they're not just – um, they're not just work animals to me. These are my – they're my family, these little animals. Um, so it takes a lot of trust for me to just bring someone in um, and work for me or help out. And right now it's not quite enough work to overtake what Ryan and I are doing. Um, but in the near future, I would love someone to just take over the admin stuff for me because <laughs> that actually, that's a boring part of business. So maybe something like that. Do you have many competitors in your industry? 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of there is a fair amount of competition, but I've actually met a few of them, and they're all lovely people. Um, like I actually met, I was selling some enclosures a while ago, um, and there was a young girl that came and picked them up, and her dad, he's the owner of Black Snake Productions, which is another demonstrator in the hills. And he was awesome. He gave me a new hookup to get uh, food for my snakes. And he said, if you ever need any help, just give me a ring. Um, I've also spoken to, I don't know if anyone here ever watched like Chris Humphrey's Wildlife Adventures. It was on ABC3. I've spoken to Chris Humphrey and he's an awesome dude. Um, he's helped me a lot with like public liability insurance and um, how to cover yourself in this industry because it's such a weird industry to cover yourself in. Um, so, yeah, there is competition, but they're all super lovely people. Um, what age group is your favourite to do shows for? Um, it really varies on the group. Um, sometimes I've actually a little while ago I did a group of one-year-olds and that was a challenge because <laughs> a lot of them can't even stand up yet. <laughs> um, but... Some of, it's awesome because some of them, they're just crying the whole time, but others are so fascinated by snakes and just touching things and feeling things. Um, so, yeah, being able to share animals with kids for the first time of any age is always so awesome for me. It's exciting. Um, but I also enjoy doing it for aged care people because um, a lot of them it helps them reminisce on because I had a lady, she um, was Japanese and she was about 90 and she was holding my snake, Igor, and uh, she's like, oh, this reminds me of when I used to have snakes in my garden when I was a little girl and she grabbed him and was like kissing him on the face. I was like, wow, you are hardcore. <laughs> so I literally, I love all ages. I just love talking to people that love animals as much as I do. It doesn't really matter what age to me. Um, how much of your own time do you have to spend doing research on all these different animals and what they eat and everything like that? I literally eat, breathe and sleep this stuff. <laughs> um, I have dreams about my snakes escaping. Like I don't <laughs> escape the animals. Um, but nah, like when I'm at home, I'm always watching YouTube videos about different species or the species I have better ways to take care of them and improve their enclosures or if um, one of my snakes is looking slightly weird, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to research. He's probably got snake cancer or something. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I spend a lot of time going around trying to look for food. I have to, you know, get rats for my snakes and crickets for the frogs and just always collecting materials, always researching. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm cleaning up after these guys. So, yeah, it's 24-7. <laughs> Are there any animals that you would never have or is like it just everything, you'd have anything? Um, honestly, an animal that low-key scares me are horses. <laughs> Over everything, horses. Um, birds are pretty scary. Like I have a rainbow lorikeet. She's so cool. She talks. Like she says, hello, hello, and then she attacks me. <laughs> so she's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, also recently I got a ferret, which is not a native species. He was just for me, like a they're so cool they're so fun he hurts <laughs> like I've been bitten by every single animal snakes turtles lizards nothing beats a ferret um so I'd probably never get another ferret but he's so cool his name's bandit he's funny as but he's just he hurts me all the time <laughs> so yeah probably a ferret if I had to not get anything again <laughs> all right well that's all we have time for today thank you to our guest Monique it's been a great pleasure talking to you today 
Live from Marta Christie College in Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Be Like Her Live on Live at Marta. My name's Alicia and my co-hosts today were Jasmine, Ruby and Lexi. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you found the information useful. Until next time, have a great day. Celebrating female role models across our community, live from Marta Christie College in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her live on Live at Marta.